This is the Entrepreneur Podcast with Amy and Jeff. We're a husband and wife team that has started and scaled salons in multiple markets, each with its own unique starting point. We launch each business with core strategies and by always staying true to our vision and brand. Tune in for ideas and inspiration on how to achieve wealth in your salon business, relationships, and family. Welcome to The Salontrepreneur. We're your host, Amy and Jeff, and I know you're excited about our topic today. I am. I'm excited about our topic. I I like the numbers uh, topics when we get into that. And for our own businesses, I've been spending a lot of time just doing industry research, looking at uh, where the opportunity is, looking at um, you know how we can continue to grow our businesses, our brands, continue to invest in salons and help other salon owners and stylists continue to improve their capabilities. And as I was going through this and just you know doing some internet searches and pulling some reports together and stuff, I was like, "Did you know this?" You know, I was yelling across from you, "Did you know how big the industry is?" And all you this. You are such a numbers nerd. I am. Well. Hey, I mean, I like the numbers with the dollar sign next to it the most, as long as you can find a way same, to, same. you know, create profitability for the business, for the stylist, for everyone. I, I like everyone to win, but I like everyone to win big. So same. I've got some, totally. I got some big ass numbers here that I okay. I pulled up. Give so the, these are things that we, we always knew this industry is, has been a great yes. industry. They always say it's a recession proof industry, things like that. Um, Again, that's. That's part of what we love about it. We love the cash flow. We, we mentioned that a couple of times, yep. but I, I did not realize a, a couple of key numbers I'll start with here. And then I've got some other thoughts on that, but it's, it's almost a $75 billion industry, hair and nail salons, $75 billion industry Insane. generates six to $7 billion in profit. That's money that all of us take home, stylists, salon owners, all that, that's probably not even including tips and things along those lines. Well, I'm so sure there's, not because it's not recorded. So. Right, right. Well, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. Um, the number that I was really surprised with is the fact that there's almost 1.5 million hair and nail salons in the U.S. I was like, that, damn, that's a big number. That's, that's a lot of it's a lot of brick and mortar, yeah. you know, locations. Um, obviously, you know, I think that number may be skewed a little bit just because every suite or whatever it is might have right, 20 right. salon businesses I'll kind of say in air quotes so you know that may grow quite a bit and that's what was interesting is the last number and then is that per salon it was something like 1 to 1.3 stylists per salon which yeah. just kind of shows how segregated the industry is right now and how solo a lot of yeah. stylists have gone looking for the upside so Topic I wanted to look at today, one, let those numbers sink in for a little bit. Like we're talking a $75 billion industry that's looking to grow into 80, 90 billion over the next five years. Those are billion with a B. Those are massive opportunities. And then the number of salons and and people per salon. The thing that I took away from this that I want to talk with you about is I feel like there's so much opportunity being left on the table. If, If there's this much need for this industry the amount of take home and things like that could be increased so much if people wanted to 
salon owners wanted to invest more in their salon, invest more in a team and in that kind of vibe. If stylists wanted to take more training and continue to hone their skills. Talk about what you're seeing in the industry where you feel like there is that opportunity to kind of bridge that gap between this, to me, huge number and honestly where the industry sits right now, because I feel like we're, we're lacking in some areas. Well, we're, we're lacking in the areas that, you know, like you said, that people are going solo and then, um, they're not getting the training anymore. They're not growing their business. They're, they're taking part of what they have. I mean, I think the perception for a lot of people too is they think that, yes, I've worked at a salon and I've grown a, a clientele, right? They think everybody's going to follow them. That's not actually accurate at all. Right. And I've worked in the big salons where they've, you know, I, only like two people, but then they came back. And this was before my time buying that salon, but they came back because it wasn't the case. Their clients did not follow them because if they're, if you're at a salon that has an energy that is um, offering things that you know, no one else is offering or is just a little different and unique that people like, they're going there for the salon first. Then they're going to you and they're staying with you because they like the way that you do the hair. Now, some will follow you. Not everybody will. So that's where they're leaving a lot of people on table. Then they go and they rent a suite by themselves. Not everybody's into that. You know, I I told you my experience with that before on the podcast where I had done a suite for like, I don't know, three months. And as soon as I got out of there, everybody's like, thank God. Like that just wasn't my, I just didn't like being in that room and all this. Now, some people do. Some people like the privacy and that's great and it works for them. But you're rebuilding at this suite, which is challenging. So that's one one case where I feel like, and then they're not getting the training because a lot of these massive or bigger salons, we can do training. We can do, um, we get education handed to us sometimes because of our purchases as well. So that's all part of the the experience and the luxury there. And when you go by yourself, you don't have that. Now it's all out of pocket. If you want to do it, you have to take the time out of your day. It's it's just different. So Right. No, so I think there there is the shift in business models that's happened. And that that's a separate topic that we can take on here mm-hmm. in the weeks ahead. I, I know we've got some ideas around that, talking about the different business models. But I think you're right. To me, the biggest thing is if you look at other types of businesses, there is more of a a team or there is more of a common interest that everyone is is working toward. And it seems like that's been dispersed. So right. when you look at I guess the, you know, what's this number here? The the 1.3 employees per salon. All right, I'm in a suite right now. What would make me want to come back into a salon environment or be a part of that yeah. team? And again, we can talk about personally for stylists and business owners, sure. the pluses and sure. minuses, but just thinking about how we start to cultivate the growth, financial growth for yeah. everybody, to me, that's one thing that's changed that's kind of driven that down. So what would what make you come back? The culture, the team. Uh, you don't have the support. You're by yourself. There is no one else to shoot ideas off of. Um, we were just talking about instant, like an instant the other day about just how at the salon, if if a client calls and they're not happy, you know, they might not want to go back to you. Well, if it's a suite, they're not going to call you at all. And you're just going to lose them. 
this way your team members can support you. Somebody else can take them. You can just say, Hey, sorry, didn't work out for us. Um, but you have that support. I mean, we're running, we're always running formulas off each other. Like, what do you think? What do you think? It's that security. And it's also just the vibe for the clients, like the amount of amenities that you can have at a different, a bigger space because you have more people to use them is huge. You know, the, the beverages, the snacks, the, just the color bar on hand, all that kind of stuff. Right. And it doesn't come out of your pocket. It comes out of the salon owner's pocket. So it's just, it's different. I mean, that for me would make me get out of it. I don't, I think it's boring by myself. I don't like um, just sitting by myself in a little room with a, with a guest. I like the space. I like the atmosphere, the energy, the vibe. Right. So yeah, definitely creating that culture. I think mm-hmm. investing that. And honestly, a lot of this is going to come down. The crazy part is to increase your revenue. Everybody needs to start investing a bit more. They need to start investing yes. more in themselves. They need to start investing more in their business. Uh, salon owners, you need to start investing in creating that culture, creating that experience, not just for your clients. We always talk about the client experience, but yes, for your staff, if you want to continue to grow that totally. or maintain, it needs to be something that is is more special. It needs to be something than just going to a room or going to a chair. And yep. and I think that's huge. The other part is back on the invest. It really is that training. And I think one thing that's been missing, and this is industry wide, is there's so much online training. There's so many YouTube videos and everything yes. like that. We're seeing a real uptick in the need for us and and being able to go to salons and deliver training a lot like you used to do back in the day, you know, yeah. when you yeah. were salon consulting and working on not just tips and techniques, but just how to handle a consultation, how to do these different things, getting back to the basics to some degree, because everybody's dispersed now, all the skills have dispersed to the internet. And so that, that to me is just leaving some massive gaps in how we could all earn more together. Yeah. And I mean, good and bad. I see it. I see these young stylists that get out of beauty school and they already feel like they know everything and it's just not possible. I mean, it's not, I don't know everything and I've been doing it for a long time. I mean, And so when you think that way, then you kind of set yourself up to fail because then you feel like you don't need anybody else. You don't need any more education because you don't want to pay for it. Um, And that's just not the case. Things change. And also just going back to basics, like you said, even I've done the consultation a million times, somebody else might do it different. And now I'm going to pick up tips and tricks from them. That makes me better. And so it doesn't really matter. It's just relearning the things that you already know in a different, in a different sense. So, right. Yeah. I think that's, that's always the tough part to overcome is you start hearing all these dreadful stories about the economy coming. And so everybody tightens up their belt and they stop, they stop doing the things that made them successful in the first place. And I think that's why I was so excited about these numbers and stuff is we're, we're doubling down everything on what we're yeah. doing. We're like, this is a huge opportunity now um, for us to continue to grow our businesses and grow our right. footprint in, in our investments and things like that. So we are investing even more. And I think we'd like everyone to think about that first is if you're already starting to tighten off on all that, now's your time to really gather those skills so that you can gain those clients, market more, you know, start doing the things that are going to set you up for success. Even if there is a slight downturn economically, hopefully people usually still need to get their hair done and things like that. So I'd really like to see people investing more in themselves because I think that's 
that seems to have gone by the wayside for a while here. Well, and hair is going to be one of the last things that people give up. Yeah. They give up nails first. I mean, we've seen it with the pandemic. I mean, I grew a business because I bought it a month before before we got closed down for months and months in California. So it, it, you, it can be done. And so now if we're doubling down, it's because other people are not and they're holding back. So this is right. the opportunity to be seen, right? That's so, true. So it's it's the time to do it. And I mean, yes, I know everybody wants to scare you in the financial sense and be like, no, you need to, pe- clients aren't going to come in as often. And that might be true for some clients, but it's not true for for every client. Right. It's just not. A lot of clients, their income will not change. It will be exactly the same whether we do a recession or not. Right. So. Well, and I, I think more than that, yes, if if they're if they're coming less frequently, it's you making sure that you're continuing to build that yes. backlog of clients and business, and you know, working on maximizing your schedule that you're there. Um, it, it's again, right. which way do you want to look at it? Do you want to be on your heels, just waiting for someone to stop showing up as often, or do you want to be aggressive right. and actually planning to say, "All right, you know what I need to do? I need to start building this book of business again." I've been pretty comfortable, pretty complacent mm-hmm. with my, mm-hmm. you know, standard book of people. I know everybody by name. I know everything about their families. I think I'm going to go try to get two or three new clients this month. Right. Like it's little things like that that I think yeah. I'm not saying, you know, put your life savings into everything. We're not saying be reckless and stupid about it, but we are saying push yourself right, right now say, "Hey, I should be putting the throttle down a little bit instead of just like the scare break." Totally. Totally. And, you know, like stop planning on Betty coming in, you know, and go, oh, where is she? Where is she? Like, go get two new Bettys or whatever you're going to do. Like, go get the new ones. Do you have a lot of Bettys? I don't know. I just <laughs> just like that name. No, I actually don't have any Bettys as clients. So. Me, me neither. So come on, Bettys. Go ahead. <laughs> where are the Bettys at? Yeah. But but my point is, like, you're right. People are comfortable. They They have their same people all the time. Well, you should always be growing that clientele, no matter if you're stacked or not. Right. Because that gives you the opportunity to increase your prices. You're going to lose some people. You've got the new ones coming in that don't mind paying for it because now you're at this level. You know, so when people tell me I closed off my books, it drives me nuts. It's a risky thing to do. It's a risky unless, you know, I've thought about like just taking my existing clients. You know, I've thought about that before too, but I'm also trying to build a team. And in my mind, they'll always come first besides myself. You know, like, obviously I have to pay the bills. I have to make sure that we can still buy all the things at the salon we need. And so that's why I invest a lot of my time into the salon as well, just just to make sure that that's there. And I like doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's also to make sure, like, priority is to make sure that everybody else is filled. Hands down. Right. So I think three main themes that I want to hit on today. One, just realizing the massive market that we're in, you know, almost 75 billion. The statistics say it's going to go 85, 80, 85. It's, it's going to keep growing over the next five years. And again, we are seeing more luxury services. We are seeing more things like hair extensions and more people wanting color now, you know, that's all changed over the last five to 10 years is there's, there's more need for those type of services. Um, the investing in yourself, the investing in your salon, and instead of taking a an on your heels position, really making sure that we're, we're moving into this next season of whatever the economy and everything else looks like really aggressively and and trying to make sure we have success through whatever gets thrown our way. Yeah. Like you said, like stop playing scared, but play smart. Right. You know, and if you don't know how there's plenty of people out there to help you and show you and guide you. I mean, 
we kind of learned on our own from the beginning, which isn't always the smartest, fastest way to do it. Yeah. But don't play scared. Like there's opportunity out there. We just read the numbers. Yeah. So keep those numbers in mind. There is a huge market opportunity out there. Have get excited about it. I get excited about it. Where it's not like this is a diminishing. They're like, oh, people are stopping getting their hair done and stuff like that. No, it's quite yeah. the opposite. There, everything you read says this particular industry is going to continue to grow. It's just a question of are you going to be growing too, or are you going to be someone that gets passed up by other salons yeah. or other stylists? And we don't want that for anyone that we work with. We don't want that for anyone. But we're here. If you're listening. Let's let's take this as a little kick in the pants to, you know, really drive home the rest of this season and, and get ready for the next one. Yeah, 100 percent. Just go for it. If you want to do it, don't wait. Don't uh, don't give up either. Right. Like, now is definitely not the time to do either of those things. Yeah. All right. Keep the pedal down. Yeah. Have a great week. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye.